Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the quantum realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. And welcome, welcome, welcome. Today, we continue to talk about our mastery as we talk about the beautiful beings that are around to assist us on our journey. This is an evolution of consciousness, and we know that the times are coming when it is so easy to tap in, or it's becoming easier to tap into this realm that we have from on high. And my guest today is a channel and a channel teacher, and he's here to help us experience a beautiful embrace from the ascended and the angelic realm. Sarian is here with us today. Sarian, welcome to this video quantum conversation. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So appreciate this. So beautiful to be here with you. Here we are. It feels like things are really speeding up right now and the veils are thinning even more. What does this mean for us as a collective? Well, I think it's interesting to look at that from a longer view of history and to consider that a lot of the teachings of the Ascended Masters and Saints and Prophets and their life experiences that they have anchored into the human hologram were in some way or another about collapsing the sacred distance to bring the experience of God and the divine inside us so that we become enveloped in it, merged in it, one with it. And so that whole process of teaching and demonstrating the collapse of sacred distance and revealing that the divine is stepping down certain energies to meet with us and we are also being raised in vibration, that that is a process that's been occurring for ages of time and those teachings that were all seated were there to prepare us to actually walk and live an experience of accelerated movement into this whole new kind of human experience that you know so far has only been really modeled by those that were forerunners of this level of evolution but now we are here and we are not just discovering this for ourselves the prophets and saints and teachers and masters that were with us before on the planet are walking with us again, but they are walking with us through us. We are on a path of integration to integrate with their consciousness and their energies. I'll give you a perfect example of this. I was channeling a, a session, because so I do channel readings for people, and I never know what guides are going to come through. I can channel any guides that want to speak to a person and, and introduce themselves. And in this case, St. Francis of Assisi was coming through and speaking to this woman, and he kept drawing the attention to the feet. And she had a thing about her feet and her connection to the earth, and she was actually really feeling this wonderful connection with uh, St. Francis. And St. Francis was describing that in his incarnation, he had you know, walked around barefoot, barefoot a lot, you know, which a lot of people did in those days. But he did it with a kind of reverence to the connection to the earth. And he really 
was very present with his connection to the earth through his feet. And it's like he opened his feet chakras in such a profound way that he was able to imbue that strength and that gift uh, into this woman's body as he was coming to work with her as a guide to work with her through her body and to bring her a teaching and activation about her body and her experience of the body uh, to take her deeper into this divine experience of ourselves. So I thought that was fascinating to see how a gift that a master or saint had developed in another lifetime could just be energetically passed on like a form of spiritual inheritance. And that's actually a very good example of what is happening in relationship to all of the masters and saints and prophets that came before us. Part of what is opening up now is the multidimensional energy field that makes it possible for a pouring forth of our spiritual inheritance so that all of the gifts that were attained before can just be gifted to us and gifted not just to you know a handful of people but for large numbers of people that are opening up to our new evolutionary potential and having the benefit of the support and the inner guidance of those who have walked this journey before. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's really fascinating because I know people feel really close to specific guides, and maybe some people are not familiar who they're dealing with or they don't get a name, and that's okay, right? We can tell by the feeling that we get, and again, I love how it's the body. It's it's working through our body, and so as you began to channel, did you experience any of this as well, the embodiment of this energy, this energy that moves through you? Yes. Uh, The very first time I channeled, it was a full body experience. And it gradually developed over time in different ways. So there are many, many different modes of channeling and techniques of channeling and ways to experience channeling that I both teach and I've also witnessed people accessing their guides in different ways. And a lot of times during the sessions that I give, I I might identify some part of another person's strength and how they are working with the guides and merging with their energies. So it's always fun to discover the many different unique ways that people can experience this. But yes, absolutely, it's a very energetic experience. And when I was tuning into the guides before the call, I was saying, you know, what's the most relevant message here? What does this particular group today need to hear And what they were reminding me of is what a profound life experience, life-changing experience it was to experience being enveloped in divine, unconditional love, to literally experience going home to love while still in a body, not having to die or have a near-death experience or, you know, go anywhere, but having the experience of being enfolded in deep, profound, unconditional, transcendent love. I've been fortunate to have had many of those experiences in life. And what I know about the reason why I had those experiences is because some part of me turned toward the divine and asked for it and said, I want this. I want this experience for myself. I want to have this. I want to know the truth. I want to know where we come from. I want to have an experience of it, not just read about somebody else's experience of it. 
And so the message that I have for people today, one of them, is that there are a, a lot of different human experiences that are part of our natural capability, our natural birthright, but if you don't know that it's a choice, if you don't know that you can choose it, that you can ask for it, then it kind of hovers around in a field of, of possibility that is a little more outside the range of what we normally think is possible and are normally focused on. So I want to inspire people to ask for these experiences, to ask to be enfolded in divine unconditional love, to ask for that transcendent love experience to come and visit you, to walk with you, to become a part of your awareness of your potential so that you get a very clear understanding of what we are transforming into and where this whole journey is going. Because once you've had this experience, you know several things. You know, number one, this is where we come from. This vibration of love is truly our source. This is where we come from. This is what created us. This is where we go to. This is what is within and behind all things. And you also know that the human body is designed to be able to experience and co-create life through this vibration so that we are able to run that frequency through the body and live with it inside our bodies. And then you also know that the only way to, to get there and to stay there and to keep going higher is for us to get there together, fully and, and collectively. I mean, an individual can can go down this path. and An individual can move through many different levels and anchor many different levels. But you also come to understand that even your own ecstasy is incomplete without the rest of humanity sharing it with you. And at that point, you just become devoted. You just want to share. You just want to give away that love. You just want to connect more people to it. You just want to support humanity to join in with this evolutionary movement, to surrender, to let go of conditions, to heal. And then you realize that that's where it's all going. That is where the entire human journey is going. It is a return to love. It is a return to love. And we're going to experience a meditation with you today so that we can really feel that as well. I love how you say that we ask. So we ask for this. And we can do this for self-healing. And we can do it to empower our new earth work, our service that we do. And that's really uh, interesting and empowering that we can have assistance for self-healing. So explain how that works. How would we do this for self-healing? Well, uh, I'm going to come back to the just ask message <laughs> because when I think about it, there are so many different things that happen to me that I can track back the decisions that I made and I can recognize that I asked for all of it. You know, before I started having out-of-body experiences, I asked to start having out-of-body experiences and then I just started having them. I started getting that training. I asked to be able to have direct experiences of the Ascended Masters. I asked to have a direct experience of the Master Jesus, and that came to me. I asked if I could have a direct experience of contact with higher dimensional ETs of love and light. I asked if I could 
become integrated with the angels. I remember laying on my couch and reaching out to the angelic presence and saying, I would love to be trained to become completely enveloped by the angelic presence and to co-create consciously with the angels in my life. And immediately my training began and I attracted all these lessons and experiences in life that were all about the angels revealing themselves. So all of these experiences, I wanted to experience more telepathy. I wanted to experience uh, Tantra. I wanted to experience um, really deep, profound healings to heal from my childhood. I asked for these experiences and I didn't try to control how or when they came, but they came because there was a willingness to learn, to grow, and to let go of old forms of reality, old containers for consciousness, and to allow yourself to be bursted into a, a wider range of experiences and a greater knowing. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's fascinating. So share with us then, when you asked for an out-of-body experience, what was that like? Because I know many would love to have that. Many uh, have had it, and maybe they did not know it, right? It could be like in a dream state, and we don't know it. Uh, but what was your out-of-body experience like? Well, the very first one was very dramatic. Uh, I've had so many of them since then that were not as dramatic as this first one. But the first one was so dramatic so as to leave not a shred of doubt that it had occurred and how it had occurred. So I actually was lying in bed, and I sat up, and I looked around the room, and I saw auras. And I thought, that's really strange. Why am I seeing auras? And I had never seen auras like that before. But I laid back down, and then I realized as I laid back down, because there was, there was, no, there was no gravity, there was no effort to my movement. So I laid back down, and I felt my soul's uh, light body merging back into the physical body when I lay down. And then I opened my physical eyes, and I was like, whoa, I was just out of body. And so then I got this guidance that just came into my consciousness and said, relax and just take slow, deep breaths. And I started doing it, and my body started filling up with light, which was being provided. I was being assisted at that point. And I just felt all this light rushing through my body, and it was like it just rushed from the base of my spine all the way up through the chakra system. And then it was like I launched out. I just blasted right through the floor and found myself in, I was uh, in a dorm room, this is when I was in college, and I found myself on the lower level of the building. And I could see that I was a ball of light, I could extend the, pro- the thought projection of hands and arms, or I could retract them and just be a ball of light. And I was condensed as this ball of energy, and I knew that I could project myself different places. And so I had a lot of fun for maybe about, I don't know, 10 seconds, and then I came back. Now, the other experiences I had within the weeks that followed were a little more long-lasting, where I would feel the energy coming in, I would feel myself unhooked from the body, and I would float up above the body, and I could see my body in bed, and I was hovering above it. And then I started asking for guides to come and show me things and teach me how to move and project and do things in the out-of-body state. Okay, that's really cool. All right, so asking for it, I know many will be like, okay, we're going to go to sleep. And, I mean, we're, are you, we're not really going to go to sleep because it's not going to happen in the dream state, is it? 
So well, yeah, it, it can absolutely happen in the dream state. However, I want to support people to let go of a little bit of the the control of this experience because when I started having these experiences, I wasn't trying to have them. I just I'd read books about it. I was fascinated by it. And I said, I really, really want to learn how to do this. I want to have this experience. And so the first so many times it happened, it happened because I was being assisted by guides. I didn't know what I was doing. I wasn't even trying to do it. It just started happening. And that's how it's happened for a lot of other people. You get assistance and then you start to discover the techniques through the experience. Same thing happened to me when I learned how to channel. I didn't know how to channel the Ascended Masters first. They told me that it was time and they wanted to start channeling through me for people. And then they just started coming through me and I learned about channeling through experiencing it. I didn't like take a course. I didn't, you know, teach myself how to do this first and then start practicing it. I asked and set a field of intention and that attracted the experience which came with its own form of training embedded into it. Mm-hmm. Yes, okay. Well, that is absolutely fascinating. So uh, thank you, because now you teach this, and it's easier for all the others that we do want to join you. The collective does want to join in this, and so you've got teachings that assist people in learning this and working with the Ascended Masters. And this is really um, important and vital in today's world is here we are on new earth. It is new earth. And we are here to create new systems, new organizations, new products, new services that come from integrity. And the masters are there to assist with that. So is there a protocol that you would use then um, asking and sitting in meditation and writing down and maybe not worrying too much about uh, knowing who the guides are. But I know that there would be some that would say, what about the uh, negative uh, guides or false guides? How do you protect yourself um, from that and know that the information you're getting is pure? Well, there's one thing that you can certainly work with, uh, an idea, an insight about the nature of guidance that comes through from guides as opposed to interference from some other source or from the subconscious mind or just the ego. And when you receive a message from a guide, it has usually an emotional impact. There is a lightness to it that you feel in your heart and you just, you feel the humor of it. You feel the joy. You feel how much your guides love you. I mean, if somebody that you cared about, came to you and said, you know what, you are amazing. I love the way you look. I love your voice. I love your eyes. I love your presence. I love the way you move. You know, if somebody gave you those kinds of compliments or somebody gave you advice that really helped you see past a blind spot and you were like, oh, wow, thank you. You literally just cleared an obstruction from my my vision. Thank you so much. If somebody told you something that had enough value that you felt grateful that you had received that, then you know. You know what that feels like. And that's what it feels like when your guides give you messages. So I did a fun little practice just the other day, and this is something that people can try. 
I sat down and I just started writing anything random. Uh, I, I was typing actually because I could do it faster that way. I was typing anything random that came into my mind. And I was creating a sort of a random stream of thought with the intention that my guides could jump in and co-create with me to see what would come through. And I just was typing message after message and maybe after about two paragraphs, a sentence just spontaneously flowed through that contained a message from my guides. And it was absolutely fun. The moment I recognized it, I was like, ah, there you are. <laughs> I can feel you. Now I know what you're saying to me. So, yeah, it's a practice you can do, you know, just automatic writing and you don't try to figure out, you don't try to, you know, apply too much mental energy to figuring out what's what. You know, you just start writing and creating and be in the flow of your own creativity and be in a spirit of fun and spontaneity because the spontaneity in your consciousness is part of what opens up a creative pathway in the brain that your guides can interact with. Okay, fascinating. So the automatic writing, you knew right away you could feel the energy signature. And so you've been doing this for a while, and you're able to distinguish the different energies, right, as your guides. Yes. Um, and so that just takes practice, right? Talk a little bit about how we feel these energy signatures. Yeah, well, it's a little bit like uh, attuning to different crystals and feeling the different energies that different crystals have or how different flowers have different scents to them. It just takes practice, attuning to the guides. So if you consider that your guides want to train you and help you become discerning and to learn how to discern energy, then anytime you sit down to meditate with your guides to blend energies with them, then you can consider the possibility that they will use that opportunity to teach you by blending energies with you in different ways so that you could feel different qualities of energy. So, for example, if you say, okay, you know, I'm going to meditate every day and I'm going to allow my guides to blend energies with me and I'm going to try to feel if there's any differences and is it the same guide that's coming to me every time or is there a difference? And then you can also ask, you know, this is uh, actually, if you want to take a little bit of the mystery out of it and not have the blindfold on so much, you can practice merging energies with ascended masters or angels or guides that you already feel safe with. So you can say, okay, Archangel Michael, I would love it if you would come meditate with me and merge with me in meditation. And so you can call in Archangel Michael's energy to envelop you, to surround you, to embrace you. And then you feel what that feels like. What is your impression of that particular frequency? And then perhaps call in the Arcturians or Mother Mary or the Master Jesus or Saint Germain. Call in each one and feel the difference. Because they'll recognize what you're doing. They'll go, oh, wow, here this person wants to learn how to discern energy and wants to be trained. I'm going to take advantage of that opportunity and give them an experience that actually helps them with exactly that. Yes, okay. Well, we're going to do a little experience here with you so that you can uh, lead us in a, in a little meditation to experience something like that. And there are some who 
may not be able to feel anything. And so it's not just feeling, is it? It's everything. It's, it's all of the senses. Maybe uh, it's not our imagination if we sit and we feel geometric shapes that are moving through our body, right? I mean, we could feel a sway or a rhythm, or maybe we feel something in our shins in the body, different things that we experience, right? So for those who say yeah. they can't feel anything, it may come in a different way. You can feel things in all sorts of different ways. So uh, what I'm going to do is something a little different. I want to invite people to consider that when they make themselves available to it, the earth and the resonance field of Mother Gaia can also envelop you and attune you to the natural biorhythms of the earth. And as a channeling technique, and this is a technique that the masters themselves have been teaching me and have been teaching uh, people through my channeling, is that we often will try to focus on the masters as if they're like up above us or they're out there and we're kind of reaching up through our pillars of light to connect with them, and they don't really need us to focus our attention in that way to make the connection. I mean, there's ways of doing it that are more optimal than others, but they actually will say, focus upon your being present to your body and focus on the earth connection, and they will then blend energies with us and meet us within that focus. So if we focus upon the earth, they will come focus upon our earth connection with us because that's what helps ground their energies into our bodies. So it's a little bit different technique of channeling than what people normally think of. Yes. Okay. And we've heard uh, in spiritual teachings that these masters are really aspects of us, aspects of our higher self. Would you agree with that? I would agree that all of these masters that are serving us are part of the singularity of Christ consciousness, and they are aspects of the one. So they are representing different flavors and attributes of divine consciousness that are all a part of us and that we are integrating with. And so, yes, they are all a part of us, and they do speak of themselves as such. Okay. Well, beautiful. Let's go into a meditation to experience uh, some of these masters or guides of our own. Yeah, so I, I have no idea what we're going to be doing, what, what's going to happen. I do want to share the frequencies, though, of uh, a couple of these crystal balls just to attune people uh, ah, to this. So, beautiful. Uh, this bowl right here is... It's a very, very rare crystal bowl because it is made from the purest, most optically clear quartz crystal on the planet. Uh, it's called a super grade bowl. And uh, this is actually one of the first ones. I, I normally work with these crystal bowls that are, um, they're also made of pure quartz crystal, but they're not optically clear quartz. And they're blended with other things like this is a, a turquoise uh, bowl. It has turquoise in it along with the quartz crystal and it also has uh, platinum, which is what gives it that rainbow color. And the platinum is kind of the divine feminine energy. So I, I worked a lot with these and I just want to 
allow people to just hear the resonance of this for a moment. So the sound frequencies of and the vibrations of the crystal and the things that are infused into it are connecting in with this new crystalline grid of consciousness that is being created by the Archangel Metatron and the angelic presence. And as we attune to the crystalline vibration that is becoming this new vibration is becoming a part of the earth, but is sourced in angelic light and it's being sent here to unify us and to unify all the light bearing energies in the world to create a pool of new group consciousness. That's one of the things that we want to tune to. So I also have this uh, larger bowl. This is my smoky <laughs> quartz bowl. It's got smoky quartz crystal in it. And I just want to play this for a moment before we go into the meditation. So I'm going to start to guide the meditation while we're listening. So I want to invite everyone, if you'd like to close your eyes, have your feet connected to the ground if you'd like. You don't have to, but you can. If you want to just really ground your energies into the earth either way. Just take some deep breaths. Relax. Allow yourself to feel that there's a beautiful pool of pure crystal clear water that is arising and is formed just to the space around you that you're able to connect your feet into the water or imagine you're sitting in the water and the water is beginning to lap at your your feet your lower body so you feel gentle ripples and waves And as you are feeling your connection to the water element, allow yourself to become aware of a waterfall that is generating this beautiful, pristine, pure mist. It's like liquid light mist flowing through the air, whisking past you. The air feels crisp and cool, and begin to just sip the air and breathe in that crystalline, pure mist of love and light, and just feel how Mother Earth is celebrating you and opening your chakras and your inner senses. Now there's another presence within and behind this waterfall that is the presence of our Arcturian brothers and sisters and stars. And you can imagine that you're stepping up this waterfall now. You're beginning to walk closer to it. You can imagine looking up as if you are 
straining your eyes to see the top of it, to feel what's over the top of it. And over the top of this waterfall is a brilliant source of very pure, radiant energy known as the very heart of Arcturus. The heart of Arcturus is a singularity of Arcturian consciousness that is energizing this wondrous waterfall of pure, pristine energy that is flowing into the earth as an outpouring of divine love and gratitude from the Arcturians. And so just feel yourself being sourced, how the waterfall itself is becoming a part of your channel. Allow your heart to open wide and feel that there are many subtle messages and whispers in the air that are coming to address you, to caress your energy. And traveling through the energy of this waterfall, there are many beings that are coming to you now known as the Arcturian Angels. The Arcturian Angels are angels that became completely infused into the Arcturian civilization, fulfilling a part of their own evolutionary potential as angels and demonstrating a potential for angelic integration with their Arcturian counterparts. And so they carry a code of consciousness that reveals how we can experience the same with our angelic counterparts. So the angels that are with us now, they are whispering in your ears, they are touching you energetically, you in an angelic blanket of divine love. They are asking you to feel into any place inside of your being that has struggled to trust, that has struggled to trust in humanity, to trust in the earth connection, to trust in the divine or to trust yourself even. What they're saying is, to whatever degree there are any trust issues inside of you that need to be healed so that you can deepen in your connection to the divine, we ask for you to accept our loving support and our assistance to provide a path of grace for the healing and the release of these old trust issues and memories that created you to stop trusting in some way. And so let us Imagine that wherever there may be some stuck energy is based upon distrust that there is a graceful pathway for the release of that. It is being energetically linked up 
to our chakras and our subtle bodies. Now this is something that you can choose. You can choose on behalf of any part of you that is not stuck. Choose to receive an energetic pathway to release the memories, the old energy, so that you can experience a bridge of trust with the guides, with the angels, whatever it is you need to reconnect with. And now receive the message and the inner knowing that you are the courageous being that came here to heal those trust issues for your soul, for all aspects of the soul's consciousness that needed you to be here to go through this healing process. beautiful of course the Arcturian angels came through because this group is so connected to the Arcturians many people feel the Arcturians some may not know why but just that word resonates so deeply with us and what I love is um, Tom Kenyon even said in his uh, channeling that he got that Jesus is Arcturian and that makes a lot of sense as well. So beautiful that we could feel the Arcturian angels. It feels so beautiful. It's so soft and so loving. Yes, uh, it's really interesting to hear that uh, so many of the people of your audience has a connection with them. So interesting that that's what wanted to come through in this little process. Yes, uh, it's always very interesting. <laughs> yeah. I I still am meeting new Arcturians over the years. Just maybe three, four months ago, I received a whole new Arcturian guide. Oh, the first time I received an Arcturian guide, it was, gosh, in my mid-20s. And I had that same Arcturian guide for many, many years. And then there were uh, two new Arcturian guides that came in. And then now this fourth one, just a few months ago. Wow. So it's, it's, um, you're getting the upgrade. It's the upgrade. Yeah. Yes. Our guides change, uh, and shift. It's sad to say goodbye to our guides, 
but it's our own soul evolution and acceleration. Yeah, in this case, I haven't said goodbye to any. They're just new ones that are coming in to join the party. But I, it's true, I have had, uh, at least on one occasion, a guy that was with me for a long time that did leave, and they went back to wherever their home is on another planet. And it was a, a kind of a sad moment to let them go. Uh, but it was a happy moment because I felt that they had fulfilled their purpose and they had given me what they were meant to give me. Yes, okay. Very cool. All right, I want to talk a little bit about the courses that you have for people because this is really a way for people to learn how to do readings of their own, learn how to do healing sessions, and it's really packed with a lot of information. And this is a special offer. You've got two here, the Path of Integration, and this is working with the Ascended Masters in the Angelic Realms, and the other one is Breakthroughs in Channeling. So those are both available on their own or both together. And I love the path to the path of integration because it's packed with a lot of skills that we can utilize and, and use in our life. Yeah, I'm very big about practical application and teaching people things that they can use. So the path of integration intro package is, is what it is. It's the first four months worth of an ongoing program that started last year and it's it's still an ongoing program so it's a great introduction to the ongoing live program that I'm doing with the masters currently so if you're curious about my work you want to know what's it actually like to be in a, a monthly or you know annual program with me this particular package gives you a good idea of what is currently happening. So it contains the first four months, which means that every month I am channeling the Ascended Masters in a live call and giving a live presentation. So I think there's about four of the recordings of those in there. And then there's also a video series. And then there's also a series of archive teachings that are ones that the Ascended Masters have asked me to share with people that are kind of like the best of, you know, it's like the best channelings from some of the work that I've done behind the scenes that very few people have uh, had the experience of yet. And then there's, in addition to that, there's like three bonus video courses that go with that package. There's one called uh, Actualizing Your Gifts, and it's all about how to give spiritual readings and how to channel, how to, you know, basically channel a reading or give an intuitive reading to somebody, basically the focuses in your consciousness, the techniques you would use to attune to that flow and to really dive right in and start giving readings. Then you have the channeling a path to higher influence course, and that goes really deep into activating our conduit nature and some of the most powerful techniques that you can use ongoingly to develop your channel. And then there's a whole other bonus video course called the, um, what is it, Keys to Protection and Aligning with Your Spiritual Guides. And so that's just some of the best keys broken down into small video segments of creating protection and aligning with your spiritual guides and what you can do to develop these different practices. So that's all just in that one package. I mean, this is like one of the biggest, fullest, most comprehensive 
and power packed packages that I've ever put together. And then we have the Breakthroughs in Channeling course, which if you want to learn how to channel, this course is a deep dive into all of the techniques of channeling that you would need to know to get started and to develop your practice. And this is also one that was taught by the Ascended Masters. So we had Ascended Masters coming in for this course. And this course, when it's set up by the Masters, it's not just created for the original live participants. It's set up to where the Masters will participate for every new person that listens. The same is true of all of my courses through the School of Manifestation. So you listen to it, and the same Masters that you were hearing channel through me in the audio or video uh, are present with you and are aware of your participation and will be working with you through the course material. Yeah, fascinating. So, uh, you know, when you work with um, clients and in your own journey, uh, as you opened up uh, to the channeling, what was your dream state like? How did your dream state bring through messages? Well, I, I'm kind of lucky in that regard because I get messages through dreams a lot, and I dream very consciously. Uh, but I, I think that dreams provide an excellent resource for getting messages. One of the interesting things I discovered about dreams is that very often they are being created as a projection from the soul for the benefit of the incarnated personality. So I had this experience once where I was in a dream state and I was looking around at what were the symbols of my dream and what were the meanings because there were animals and I was looking at, okay, what is the meaning of this animal? And I became aware that my soul was still in a process of deciding which animal to put in front of me to give me the right message. And the soul actually changed out the animal right before my eyes. And then I became aware of what the soul was doing. And so it just became very apparent that this entire dream construct was being created for my benefit to give me the messages that I needed. So the, the soul is multidimensional. There are higher parts of the soul that are not fully embodied and that are teaching us and guiding us and instructing us and supporting us through our life journey. And all of, well, I mean, at least a very large portion of the dreams that we have are being created very deliberately for very specific reasons. And so if we endeavor to look for guidance and messages and truth and a reflection of ourselves inside of our dreams, then our dreams may become more purposeful and meaningful and symbolic because we're starting to pay more attention to that as a, a way of accessing our guidance. Yes, okay. Really very interesting to look at the metaphors in those dreams. Absolutely. Okay, well, there are some who feel connected to their guides, and then all of a sudden they feel disconnected or they feel a reprieve from the information. What's going on there? Can you give us advice? Yeah, there's a couple of different things that I have experienced and also witnessed in others. So one of them is that uh, sometimes we are given time to integrate with what we have been receiving as teachings and guidance. 
And it's important to understand that sometimes we get these breaks. I've had these myself, and in fact, during one of these breaks, I actually was starting to get a little worried because I thought, hey, you know, wait a minute. I was actually kind of getting downloads every day for a while, and now it's just like crickets. What, you know, what's going on here? And the guides said, we are giving you a break, and enjoy these breaks when they come, and enjoy the opportunity to just be human at the vibratory level that you're at because you are going to be moving beyond this. You are going to be accelerating. You are going to be given more tasks, more things that you need to do. And you're going to be constantly changing and evolving. And so whenever you have these plateaus that last for a while, just enjoy them. Just be human. Enjoy life. Enjoy being human. Don't take it all too seriously. And strive to integrate with the uh, things that we have given you to integrate with and to practice the practices that you already know about and are developing and just get stronger there. And then when the time is right, more is going to come. So that's one of the things they told me about this. Another thing that has happened to a lot of people, and this has also happened to me, this has to do with the fact that the earth has gone through these cycles where we move into ages of light and ages of darkness. And whenever we are moving into an age of darkness or duality, a lot of times there's an experience where our connection to the light in the higher realms got interrupted or interfered with or broken, or in some cases there was a major earth change or civilization destroyed. Something happened that disrupted the connection and that created a kind of an, an original wound. You know, some people have these wounds from Atlantis, the destruction of Atlantis, or from when Lemuria came to an end, or from other times when there were these dramatic changes. And so, we are here to integrate with the gifts of those previous incarnations and we get to do a little bit of the karmic balancing on behalf of those unresolved parts of us as a way of sort of uh, creating a re reciprocation with the gifts that we receive in return from doing the karmic balancing. And so one of the ways this happens is that in order to recreate this experience of feeling like the connection was broken, we might have these experiences where we're very connected for a period of time and then it feels like there's interference or something gets in the way. Sometimes that is being created in part by the guides, but then sometimes it is a way that we get triggered and the old distrust of the connection from some other lifetime comes to the surface and it has to be dealt with. So I think people should be able to feel the difference between these two things. Are the guides pulling back so that it can bring up some kind of thing that needs to be healed? Uh, or is something happening in your life that causes your life to force you to be more grounded? You know, Because a lot of times we get these connections to the divine, and we're just flowing with this connection with the guides and the angels, and it's like, yes, I'm on the ascension path, and I'm... I'm going to do it. I'm going to get to the top of the mountain. And then, bam, something happens that sort of grounds you. And we may not realize that we needed to get grounded before. And that if we had not had some dramatic grounding initiation, that we would have not had the balance that we need to be able to assimilate more light later on. But the grounding initiations are really important even if it brings up a feeling of disconnection and, and discord with the whole process of being in a body and how that seemingly sometimes can create you to feel cut off from the higher dimensions. 
It's all part of healing these ancient wounds. And so the ebbs and flows of our connection in this life have very powerful, profound meanings in the way that they are designed to trigger what wants to be healed. Interesting, yes. And so what I also find interesting is um, the assimilation of this light. It can be ascension symptoms. Have you heard where uh, channels, I have a, a friend who's a channel, and um, she actually had this throat chakra. It was like an upgrade to her physical body. Um, and it's this integration that you're talking about. So physical symptoms, ascension symptoms can come about from this as well, from this added light, right? Well, yeah, there's all kinds of things that can happen, but it's it's also very specific to the individual, I think, uh, because we all have different kinds of things that we are healing about this process of combining soul and body and evolving the combination between soul and body. So if everyone has unique sort of woundings or issues or resistances or things that need to be released, then they might experience those coming to the surface in ways that are very unique and don't so easily compare to another person's experience. So I think it's important not to compare yourself too much to anyone else, but at the same time, what we can speak about in a more generalized way is how this reconnection to the light is and, and oneness is bringing up anything that doesn't resonate with it. It's also specifically bringing up resistance. And so sometimes if we're not dealing with our resistance, it results in pain. Pain is hidden resistance. If you get to the root of the resistance behind the pain, then you no longer need the pain to show you where you need to surrender and let go of something that is, you know, an old fear, an old wound, you know, whatever's coming up that no longer vibrates at the same rate as this incoming light. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, I love as well that we are integrating all of our gifts and when our guides do take a step back for whatever we need to clear, that that is just cultivating the supreme trust. And it, it makes us go through that connection and feel that connection and trust in that connection. Whereas if we are integrating and we don't feel our guides are there with us, if we know it, you know, we can feel it. So we reach for it and just be patient with ourselves. I know we tend to want to have all the information all at once, right? We want to get it all and we want to always stay connected. But we can cultivate that love light within us if we don't feel connected, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's important to take a look at what is happening in your own thoughts. Like if you are feeling disconnected, then to pay closer attention to what's happening in your your thoughts so that you can discern what you may be doing that is getting in the way or is not working in the process of channeling your guides. Now, a lot of times we get into a cycle of questioning our guides or, you know, they, my guides would say uh, interrogating them. So they say like sometimes you guys will try to interrogate your guides and get information out of them, but you're asking questions from this place of, thinking that, you know, it's either A or B, you know, like there's a right and a wrong, uh, you know, is it this or is it that? 
and we get in these modes where we're filtering our guidance because we think that we should be getting a yes or no answer. So we're basically asking, should I go left or should I go right? And we're attached to the answer being one or the other, but we don't realize that the guides, you know, if we were completely unattached to what they are sharing with us, they might be telling us, forget about that, turn around and go the other way entirely. You know, so we can sort of get locked in. I actually just made a, a video about this on my YouTube channel. It's all about filtering guidance and the different ways in which we can filter guidance. Yes, filtering the guidance. All right, so what is the best way to ask a question when we go and we sit down and keep ourselves open instead of looking for that yes-no answer? Well, you can still ask yes or no questions. You just want to let go of attachment to the answer being yes or no. It may be, it may not be. And if you're not getting a clear yes or a clear no, then you need to maybe ask the question differently and start asking your guides, what is the key question that I need to be asking? Because sometimes if you can discern what is the key question and you can channel what that question is, the question then reveals the answer. So there's ways of doing this where you're kind of flipping it around. Instead of trying to get the answer, you're trying to figure out what is the right question that I should be asking. Mm -hmm. And so the best questions then, people can use this about their uh, relationships, about their services and products. What are some of the, the major themes uh, that people want guidance on when you work with them, when you teach them? Well, a lot of people come to me in a really open-minded place. They they just want to hear whatever is going to come through for them. Usually people are going through some kind of a transition, and they want to gain an understanding of where they're headed. They want clarity about their direction, and they also are looking to kind of harvest the wisdom and the gifts of their life experiences, and that's one of the things that that I and the guides will help people to do, to really look at their life experiences and to sort of gather a harvesting of the lessons and the gifts and the blessings from what has happened and why things are happening the way that they are so that you can see it all from a non-dualistic perspective and you can move into deeper trust into how it's all unfolding. So, you know, a lot of people come because they want to know who their spiritual guides are. It's one of the things that I do in a lot of my sessions is I help people connect to who their spiritual guides are and how those guides want to connect with them and work with them. And people often ask about, you know, things that, you know, as human beings we typically are interested in, you know, relationships, relationship dynamics and potentials, uh, job, career potentials, you know, where to move. Uh, those kinds of things, uh, really practical, down-to-earth things. And uh, other times people are asking about how do I open and awaken my divine gifts? You know, what are my gifts? How do I develop them? So I, I deal with the full range of it, and I would say that what I love about doing channel readings for people is that I get to meet their guides, and I also get blessed by the activations and by the knowledge that gets transmitted through, like what I shared with you from St. Francis, you know, he was sharing details about his life that he was in, in viewing and passing on to this other person 
that were new to me. I mean, I, St. Francis has been my guide for many years. Now. I didn't know these things about him. And yet I received the knowledge. I had a direct experience of his knowledge of what he embodied. And that's just an amazing experience to have. So I really endeavor to give people a visceral experience of connecting with their guides during the session so that when they listen to it, which many people will listen to the sessions over and over again, they can keep sort of reconnecting and reaffirming the connection and having energetic experiences with it. Yes. Okay. Very good. Well, again, your special offer with all of those beautiful courses is a great way for people to really accelerate their path and develop their spiritual gifts and even uh, move into doing this as service work for the others so that we can live new earth and help others get there as we have gotten there. And so as we wrap up our show, what is, you know, you, you said you channel all beings of light. And what is the most unique being that has come to you in a channeling session? Uh, well, if, if I'm honest about that, if I really, really think about that, uh, I would say that the one of the most interesting and unique beings that I have met and channeled has been the being that came to me to represent the consciousness of the character of my new fiction series. So I have a fiction series of channeled books, and these books are the vehicle for some very profound new teachings to come to the planet. You know, imagine a whole new Celestine Prophecy series coming into being. You know, think about the impact that those books had and the kinds of new insights and awarenesses that were taught to humanity through that fiction story. Well, I am incredibly blessed to be working with uh, such a being and an entire group of such beings that are channeling through me and that represent the different characters, the different forms of consciousness that are a part of this fiction series. So uh, there's really a very important message of discernment, a whole teaching of discernment about the times that we're living in and our relationship to technology and the choices that we are making collectively as a civilization to go down one path versus another. So I, I want to really inspire people to take a look at this. I have a copy right here. It's, um, oh, it's backwards. <laughs> So this is Roya Sands and the Bridge Between Worlds. And the, the character Roya is, uh, in this book, she's a 16-and-a-half-year-old girl. And she's also a real being that helps me to create a living teaching out of this book. Uh, so that people, when they read the book, they feel like they're reading about a real being that vibrates consciousness and transmits the consciousness of her story and her insights and her experiences and, you know, everything that she goes through as a journey of transformation is given to the reader as a reflection of our own divine potential. So I'm really, really excited about this getting out into the world and, um, yeah. Yeah. Congratulations on that. All right. So really fascinating that this is consciousness. It's also an aspect of you, perhaps, but it, it's beings coming to you, sharing 
this information. And so when we look at this and more people that develop this skill of channeling uh, even their higher self or uh, other aspects of their self, there could be new technologies that are developed this way. Would you think? Yes. In fact, the book uh, Roya Sands and the Bridge Between Worlds goes into exactly that subject, uh, the new technologies of light uh, yeah. versus other technologies that are sort of interfering with our evolutionary pathway. So, yes, that's one of the things, that one of the teachings of discernment and one of the potentials that the characters themselves are exploring. So it's, it's something I've channeled a lot about, and I feel really excited about generating more of a conversation about those potentials. Yes, beautiful. All right, well, there is a um, a discount for your book in the special offer as well. That special offer is available at AcousticHealth.com forward slash special offers slash keys. So we invite our participants and community to check that out. Thank you for that. And uh, beautiful. So the new services and technology that come out and the channeling that you brought forward in this latest book of yours you said that there's other, we're not going to go too deep into it, but um, there's other uh, technologies on our planet that are detrimental. Can you go into any of that? Is that like EM, EMF fields or? or? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, we, we were talking a little bit about, uh, well, one of the subjects in the book is about frequency control and the way in which we are, uh, well, there's an attempt to gradually change the resonance of humanity through frequency control. Of course, that is also being counteracted by the arising of the kundalini energy of the earth and the support of the angels, the ascended masters, the Arcturians in particular, uh, that are helping us to uh, develop an immunity to these uh, methods of frequency control. But there are also technologies that have been developed that will be marketed as like the next generation of augmented reality uh, and, and a new kind of way of overlaying a digital environment onto the physical environment. And we'll see a gradually a kind of a push toward this idea that this is the future, that this is where it's all going, that we are going to become married to electronic technology and to even forms of technology that are beyond electronics, that are direct brain-mind interface technology, uh, as if that is where our pathway has always been headed. And the truth is, is that it is really an attempt to corral humanity into another direction, into another timeline that gives those who control this technology an advantage over us. Yes, okay. So this is why it's so important to really tune in to our heart and connect with our higher self, connect yeah. with our guides, and really um, just uh, help others do that as well yeah. so it doesn't take over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, in fact, the uh, the one of the main revelations that went into this book uh, came to me in a, a vision where it was like receiving a a pure stream of consciousness, like watching a movie of the alternative timeline that has been planned for us to try to lead humanity astray. And that entire revelation went into this book. And it's, this has never been presented in any book 
ever before in this way. And it's information that needs to get out there. People need to know about this because it's just not talked about in the media. You know, we need to get enough people reading and sharing Roya's story with people so that it becomes popular enough to be turned into a film, uh, which I believe that it will be. But, you know, we're at the early stages, so, so we need people to actually become a part of how this story gets out and how this spreads and changes the global conversation that we're having about the different historical potentials that we're being presented with and the ones that we're not being um, told about that have more to do with the natural evolutionary potential of the human brain. Yes, and how we can truly steer our consciousness. We be the ones to steer the consciousness. Okay, beautiful. Well, sorry, and thank you, thank you, thank you for this quantum conversation. As we say goodbye, I'd like you to just uh, give some thoughts that we didn't get to so far in our show. Yeah, well, I would say that our ability to connect with and receive the divine embrace of the masters and the angels grows stronger every single day, and that there are various both ancient forms of consciousness and forms of consciousness arriving from far in the future that are echoing backward from the future to be anchored into our experience here and now. And these forms of consciousness from the ancient past and from far in the future, they are converging inside of us. And it's important for us to, more than ever before this year, to take time to be upon the earth to connect with the earth, to experience bathing in natural waters, to experience lying on the earth and allowing the earth to help you unplug from the grid of technology and electronics and to really allow a deeper connection to happen with the earth's animals, with the living water, and to realize that even the angelic presence has a connection to the earth that we can find within ourselves when we focus on seeing the angels as a part of the earth and not something that, you know, comes from elsewhere, from, you know, merely from a higher source. The angelic presence that serves us came into being with the earth and has always been connected to the earth. And when we start seeing the connection between those two things and we see them as one, it collapses the sacred distance and it strengthens our bridge into the angelic realms as a part of the new living earth. Hallelujah. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. So the mission is clear. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry. And this has been a beautiful quantum conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you for allowing us to connect deeply with our internal self and our guides, ascended masters, and angels. Thank you. Namaste. Thank you. Thank you. And again, if you would like Sarian's special offer, it is available. Here is the uh, page on that. And we thank all of you for joining us. Have a beautiful day. And thank you, thank you, thank you for your bright light. And now it is time to dance our way to the cosmic heart.
Quantum Conversation, and thank you for dancing with us to the Cosmic Heart. As we raise our own vibrations, we raise the vibration of the planet. This show is dedicated to you and all awakening hearts as we are here to shine our bright light and amplify our love. Access all Quantum Conversations, special offers from our guests, and online healing retreats by visiting AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and from my sacred heart to yours, I honor your magnificent love and light. We leave you now with music from the universe, music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste. Namaste.